words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. This morning we're talking protection and preservation. Uh, our graphic designer is crazy, right? This is a massive angel with wings covering you, and you can sit at ease because you're covered. Protection and preservation. Protection and preservation. Protect means, it's pronounced protect. And it means to keep safe from harm or injury or preserve or guarantee by formal or legal measures. It's protect, legally, legally protect. Keep safe from harm. And then preservation. You see the actually intersperse each other, preserve. That's how it's pronounced, preserve. That's the short form of preserve, preserve, or preserve, preserve. That phonetical representation. It's maintained in its original or existing state. A sphere of activity reserved for a particular person. So preserve, exclusive preserve. Kept. Kept well. Kept alive. So protection, preservation. I know this wasn't the definition, but I just had to take, take it back so that you, you can see. God actually protects people. And as is the end of the year, you know how there's a message that goes out, fear ember months. You know, this September, October, November, December, fear them. People actually live in awe of particular months because they feel like these are scary months. And as the year winds and ends, there are actually legitimate fears about what will happen in 2023 is an election year. People fear violence. People fear that the economic policy changes will affect business adversely. People fear that CBN is becoming less and less friendly to the economic system. While they are trying to jumpstart the currency, they are actually also hurting other things. People fear macroeconomic policy. People fear different kinds of things. And many of these fears sometimes are legitimate. So we need something to keep us. If you're traveling in a place between Kaduna and Abuja, where you know that there's always kidnapping, you need something to keep you when you are flying in the air and you know that the planes are open to fall out of the sky. You know, plane accidents are so special in the fact that, you know, the, it's not like a car where you can park and say, let me go and repair something, I'm coming. You know, the whole thing. So we have legitimate reasons to worry in this life because some things are just simply out of our own control. So God begins to send us word because God knows that we have legitimate reasons to fear. He sends his word ahead of us his words are supposed to be anchors for us. Say anchor. His words are supposed to be keepers for us, like guides, things we can hold on to. 
And I'm going to give you seven scriptures that talk about protection. Number one, the apple of my eyes. For this is what the Lord of hosts says, after his glory has sent me against the nations that have plundered you. For whoever touches you, touches the apple of my eyes. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 8. God was saying that he will send his glory after anyone who is disturbing you. It's like more or less God is agreeing that he's going to take on your battles and fight them for you. Why? Because you are the apple of his eyes. Number two, Psalm 91. This is a very popular one we know. The whole of Psalm 91 is a psalm on protection. I remember in the coronavirus year, it was 2020, it was actually the scripture many people build their lives and many people hung on to those very words and those words kept them alive. And we're going to take two out of Psalm 91. It says, because he loves me, I will deliver him. Because he knows my name, I will protect him. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Amen. Amen. Is this what's entering into you? God is saying he will protect you. You know, as he's saying it, say, because you love, because I love you, you will deliver me. Personalize it. Because I know your name, you will protect me. When I call out to you, you will answer me. You will be with me in trouble. You will deliver me and honor me. These scriptures are good for you. They're good for you because the devil is going to come and lie to you that you are not going to be okay, that you are not kept well, that you are not defended, that you are defenseless, that you are unprotected, and the Bible begins to give you words that will cover you, that will strengthen you in the time when you pass through situations. The third one, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Proverbs 18.10. These are scriptures to note down because they will come in handy sometimes. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The name of the Lord is not only beautiful. The name of the Lord is not only love. The name of the Lord is not only kind. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, which means a man can build his life on the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is strong enough for you to be able to build your future on. The name of the Lord is not just kind and nice and beautiful. No, it's also strong. Say strong. That means that you can depend on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number four. It says, make sure that your character is free from the love of money. Being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever abandon you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. There are four key words you can pick up from here. Number one, keep your lives free. Free from the love of money. There are four things that make us to assert ourselves in the love of God here. No, there are four elements in this main scripture here. Number one, freedom from the love of money. Number two, contentment. And why are we free and why are we content? Because we know that God will never leave us or never abandon us. Do you understand? So keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he says, I will never desert you, nor will I ever abandon you. Say amen. amen. 
These are assurances from God that whatever you're going through, I know people here who have gone through intense warfare and things seem like they were going to come all the way crumbling down. And in the tickets of that time, God began to tell me to speak over them, to speak the protection of God, to speak the preservation of God, to speak the keeping alive of the mercy of God around them. The mercy of God like a border surrounding them, keeping them alive. In an uncertain place, what the devil does is he begins to speak to you and says, are you sure? Are you sure? In the time when things are unsteady, the devil begins to speak. So you have to rise in the grace of God. See, I rise and I keep myself free from covetousness. I'm content with what I have because I know he will never desert me, nor will he ever abandon me. Amen. Number five, Isaiah 65, 22. Let's read this together. No longer, oh, one, two, go. Let's try it again. One, two, go. No longer will they build houses for others to inhabit, nor plant for others to eat. For as is the people, lifetime of a tree, so will the days of my people and my chosen ones will fully enjoy the work of their hands. Like, I'm like this is absolutely incredible. A tree. There are some trees that were there from the days of your grandfather. God is likening us to a, a tree that is alive. It means you're going to live long. It means he's going to preserve you. You know, it means he's going to keep you. It means he's going to show his grace upon you. It means he's going to keep you alive. You will, and you're not going to plant another person and reap. Have you known the reapers? You know, when you hear this word, sometimes it doesn't mean much because you are thinking, I don't plant. But you don't realize that, that if you work in an organization and you're doing all the work and somebody else is taking the credit, you're actually working and another is reaping. You know those managers who don't do any work? They, they break their work into four. All the juniors carry the whole work, finish the work, clean them up. And those managers can speak. Oh my God, they can present. <laughs> Stealers can present, my God. <laughs> just, just add one or two slides, put color sheet at the top of the PowerPoint at the bottom and slam the whole management team with a fantastic presentation. And they're like, oh wow. Oh wow, they don't know that you didn't do the work. The engine of the work was born on the backs of some unknown unknowns. You will not build houses for other people to inhabit. You will not plan for others to eat. You will be long enough to eat the fruit of your own tree. The days of your life will be long and the chosen ones will fully see they enjoy the work of their hands. Say amen. Number, number six. This is a very popular one. Let's shout it out. I shall not die, but leave and declare the words of the Lord. So, death is not your portion. Dying is not for you. You will not die. You will leave to declare the words of God. If you believe this, say amen. Amen. You will not die. You will not die. You will not die. 
<laughs> you will not die, you will not die, you will not die. Death is not for you. That is not for you. You will live out all your days in the presence of God. You will declare the words of the Lord. I like this. I like this picture of this woman. She's declaring, "I shall not die but live. I shall not die but live. I declare the works of the Lord all my days." Sing your own song. My song is stuck in your own head, right? <laughs> so sing it. I shall not die but live. I shall not die but live to declare the works of the Lord all my days. Hallelujah. The Lord who gives life. The Lord who refreshes your, your, your old age with, with youth. The Lord who comes around you and refreshes. It makes you like a well-watered garden. You know, the one who is a shepherd over his people keeps Israel, neither sleeps nor slumbers. He stays over you. He watches over you. You will not die, but live to declare the words of the Lord. You will declare the works of the Lord all the days of your life. You will not be caught up by certain fear. You will not be afraid of the terror that flies by night or the destruction that waits at noonday. For the Lord who is your most high shall keep you in all your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Number seven, Psalm 91 verse 16. I will reward him with long life and give them my salvation. Another translation says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Seven great assurances. And the Bible is full of this kind of assurance from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. There's so much assurance of protection and preservation. Protection is to cover you. Preservation is to keep you alive. God will protect you and God will preserve you. Amen. Why? Why will God preserve you? What is the reason? Let me give three. Reason number one, purpose. <laughs> God is purposed to bring the apple of his eyes to something. Why are you the apple of God's eye? Because his heart is set on you to use you to do something. Because if we say a bland scripture about protection, we will not know the why. The why is that God has proposed to set his love on humanity. And humanity is supposed to carry with him the agenda of God. So you're not just living for the purpose of living. You're living because you will be God's name among the nations. God will use you to model among the nations what the people of God look like. I've seen people who hurt other people in the office. And when people want to revenge, they say, you cannot do anything to me. I'm the daughter of the most high God. I've seen that. Like the most wicked people who use scripture to cover themselves. He will protect me. No, no, that's not the reason. The reason why you are protected is to model what God is like, what God's purpose looks like wherever you may be. So why are you protected? Number one, God's purpose. Say God's purpose. Because if you don't have a reason, you will not believe. 
when they when they die is cast and when it becomes more difficult you will struggle to believe that God wants to protect you except you see a purpose to this protection why does God want to keep you alive see for his purpose number two response our response God protects us because of our response can you see in this scripture we just read in Psalm 91 it says number one because he yeah because he loves me our first response is love to God and number two because he knows my name and number three when he calls out to me he loves he knows he calls those who love God those who know him those who call out to him produce a human response that brings about preservation. When the love of God fills your heart, sometimes I just fall in love with the Lord. Oh, I don't know about you guys. Some of you are so to put together that even if you're in love, you don't say it with all your heart. Just say, I love you. That's not how you communicate love. Hi. Have you ever been in love? You dream at night. You wake up in the morning. You write a poem because you're in love. You can't wait to see the person. Your heart beats faster. Because she they love me. I will keep them. Do you know the first thing God does when he starts to visit you? He rekindles his love in your heart. You begin to feel him again. You begin to know he's near. You begin to say, I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, Galilee, for he has done so very much for me. He has forgiven all my sin and sent the Holy Ghost to me. knowledge of God begins to emerge and because you know him he keeps you God keeps those who know him as you begin to express knowledge of God he begins to rise up as protection around you he will keep you alive and when you call out to him because you love him and you know him when you call out to him he will answer you number three righteousness is safety the name of the Lord is a strong tower. We miss the second part. Who runs into the strong tower? Uh -huh. It's not everybody. 
if you must go before equity, you must have clean hands. <laughs> so people run into the name of the Lord. Why is the name of the Lord not saving me? Are you righteous? Righteousness preserves. It keeps. It keeps salt in your life. It keeps strength in your spirit. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Those who walk in right standing with God, step into that name, protects them. Hallelujah. How? It's a very simple message. Why? How? I give you four hows and then we'll round up. Jesus said, John 14, 30, I will not speak with you much longer for the prince of this world is coming and he has no claim on me. This is so good. Now, this is from the movie Lucifer. This is what Lucifer looks like right now. Some of you think the devil is a man with horns. No, this is what he looks like. He's a young, cosmopolitan, white man. <laughs> so don't look around for a white man in the house. <laughs> but this, this is from the series Lucifer where they try to justify Lucifer as a good guy and God as the bad person, right? So the devil looks like this. He's actually so young, so yuppie because he can present himself as an angel of light even now. He creates incredible experiences, handsome experiences, but he comes looking for something in you. The devil looks for leaven in you. The Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. The devil is always looking for something defiled in you, something dirty in you, something out of sync with the will of God in you. And when he finds it, he now begins to make a claim for you. He now begins to make a claim for you. The devil is very legalistic. He understands law. That, that you know, like Jesus said, the devil came. He has no claim. He finds nothing in me. Like I said before, holiness is one of the ways to protect yourself. Holiness is a, is a wall of fire around you. <laughs> we have deprecated holiness and we push to the front back burner and we say we shouldn't talk about sin and unrighteousness. But holiness is a preservation. All those who live holy will be kept by the power of God. The fear of God. Those who tremble at the word of God. Those who bow when God speaks. Those who put the boundaries of God in their lives will have no claim by the devil on their life. When the devil comes to make a claim on you, he will not find you. He will not find you. Say amen. The prince of this world comes he finds nothing in me. The devil comes. He finds no anger, no jealousy, no carnality, no salaciousness. He finds nothing in me. Hallelujah. This is one of the ways to keep yourself protected. You want protection? Stay holy. Holiness is a weapon of our warfare. 
Ephesians chapter 10, 6 verse 10 begins to talk about the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Let me tell you, one of the biggest weapons of, of safety is holiness. Holiness becomes a wall of fire around you. The devil comes, he can make a legal claim on you. He can say you are his own. He can put his hand to you. He can touch you. Why? Because you sanctify your life through the washing of the water. And you know how to live holy. If you commit a sin, don't wait until tomorrow to confess it. Don't hide around. Do you understand? Don't hide around. Do it immediately. As you are rising up from the, the lie you told, confess it that minute. Don't wait until tomorrow. The devil keeps you and said, <laughs> you done this thing. This is how you really are. Just make peace with it. Don't try to be too good. All these goody two-shoes people are not real. Church people are hypocrites. Who is perfect? I was saying this morning when we were praying, when you hear that word, no one holy pass. Anybody who says that thing, block them. I permit you to block people who will say nobody holy pass. You know why they're saying it? They're about to do something bad. Don't stay in the company of those who promote evil. Don't stay in the company of those who promote unrighteousness. Death is not an event that happens in one day. Death is a system. I want you to note this. Death is not an event that happens in one day. Death is a system. So God said to Adam and Eve, the day you eat this fruit, you shall die. Did they die that day? Not physically, but spiritually they died. We say that. But can I tell you what happened physically? A system of disintegration was activated. A system of disintegration was activated. And slowly they began to die. Slowly they were kicked out of Eden. Slowly they could not be the man they used to be or the woman they used to be anymore. Death is a system of disintegration that slowly works on you until you are dismembered. Death is like an abortion pill. When you ingest it, slowly, slowly, it disintegrates the baby into fragments in the womb. And it's only a matter of time. If you take the pill, you will not see the baby rushing out immediately. But within 24 hours, give it time. The drug will walk slowly into killing that baby and breaking the baby into small, small chunks so the baby can be excavated. That's death. Death is not something that happens in a day. Many people will die. They are sitting dead. They are living dead, but they don't know it because death is already at work. Death removes your power to speak. Death removes your power to be presented. Death removes your power to hold on to positions. And it begins to work. And before you know what's happening, you are falling into vices that you had overcome. You are falling into things that you thought you'd never do. You are running away from God. The devil is using him to... Because before, the devil wants that before he kills you, he will make a mockery of you and God in your life. So people can say, how are the mighty fallen? This guy who used to preach to us, this guy who used to say, tell us mighty things about God. Look at them now. Look at them. The devil wants to finish you. And many of the things that bring about death is a slow 
disintegration away from God. So reject that today. And when you choose holiness, holiness brings life. It causes the waters of God to flow into your world. It causes the grace of God to reach you. Have you ever seen any man of God that was disgraced? It's not one day. Many warnings. God doesn't embarrass his children too quickly. You give them first chance, second chance, and after a while, God will say, I don't want you to keep on holding that position of honor anymore because you're going to be a hypocrite leading people astray. So God will reveal something you've done. Somebody will not be able to take it. Somebody you rape will not be able to take it. They'll just come up. Among the 15 that you rape, one will speak. And that one's trouble will be enough to make you walk away in shame. And God will protect the people who thought you were everything but don't know that you're a fraud. Holiness preserves. Hallelujah. Number two. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's a very simple scripture. I'm trying to make this message so simple that every one of you will get it. The number two thing, the how of how to be protected is your prayer life. Take a look at all the people who skip prayer meetings, who are easy to let go of spiritual activity, for who praying is a chore. Tell me those people, and I'll tell the people who will get weaker and weaker and weaker. I've heard people say, it's not because I prayed. That's why God had mercy on me. It's not because I'm more righteous. It's not. It's true. It's true. Prayer alone will not get you there. But you can't get there without praying. There's something that happens that the people who pray are always stronger. Always more tuned always more ready. I find that the day we come early as a church and we pray, this whole atmosphere changes. The day, the church is a reflection of the pulse of the people. Sometimes the pastor has really prayed and he carries on with the pastoral grace over the people. But sometimes the people also pray and that is more electric because there is a spontaneity of the rising of the glory of God. Imagine if all of us did not roll out from bed and say, let me go to church and we actually spend 30 minutes just praying. Like, God, I'm going into your presence today. Release a word. Imagine the amount of readiness we will have if every one of us is prayed up as we arrive. If you live in the secret place of the Most High, you have the shadow of the Almighty around you. See it like this. There's a place you live yeah let me make an illustration yeah Pastor Fred please come let me borrow you Marenike please come let me borrow you where is this place where Marenike is shadow she doesn't have to struggle for the Lord Almighty to be over her imagine if I want to come and harm her can I come just stop me okay it's very simple illustration of how someone can be under the shadow as long as she stays here she has protection and it's not just Pastor Fred's arms it's the Lord Almighty we're talking about as you bow before him no man can come near you but you have to know the road to the place where the shadow of God is. 
you have to understand how to arrive there. It's called ascents. David knew ascents. He was saying, many are those who rise up against me. Many are those who say, there's no help for you in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory, the lifter of my heart. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory, the lifter of my head. Imagine that around them there's fire as well. The fire of the Lord is burning around the place where God is. All you need to do to protect yourself is to run into the shadow. Run into the shadow. Hold his legs. Run into the shadow. Hold his two legs. Just hold Just hold his legs where you are. Just hold him. Hold him with your two hands. Hold him like as if you're not going to let him go. Cover her. Just cover her. Let the glory flow. Let the glory flow. Let the glory flow. Let the glory of God flow. 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 Those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That's what prayer is supposed to be. It's a reenactment of who God is. He covers you. You want to be protected? Come into the secret place. You want to be protected? Come into the place where God is. Come into the place where His power is. And He will keep you safe from all alarms. He says, I lay me down and I slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who set themselves against me round about. Why? Because the Lord Most High is your dwelling place, Morenike. You will always be safe. He will keep you safe from all harms. As you stay under the shadow of the Almighty, you're always going to be free. This is what freedom looks like. Freedom is kneeling before the Lord. Freedom is not what we think it is. Freedom is staying in a place where the covering of God is over us. And as His covering is over you, liberty will follow. You'll be free. You'll be free of every chain, free of every harm, free of every attack. Live in the shadow of the Almighty. Dwell in His house. Hallelujah. In the shadow of the Almighty. Pastor Fred Hogan now. Hallelujah. Give them a hand. Thank you so much. Almighty God. <laughs> Like honestly, you want to be safe? Dwell. Tell somebody, dwell. Safety is in dwelling. Safety is in tiring. Safety is in knowing how. You don't know how to pray? Join a prayer group. Sometimes my prayer life is dry. I never leave myself dry. I always look for people who are praying. I always look for people who are who are bossing in the spirit. Please don't leave yourself dry. Please, please, please dwell in the secret place of the most high. In Solima. Let the oil which flows from your cover fall upon your people draw your people into your house draw them into the preservation of your grace keep them like salt preserves fish 
keep them like the sun preserves elements of the earth. Keep them in your keeping, oh God. Let your shadow, let your shadow fall upon your sons and daughters today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Look, I shall not die but live. It's another scripture in Psalm 96. But he says, and declare the works of the Lord. You are not living for anything apart from the declaration. Say the declaration. So if God spares your life, it's for you to declare. Can you ask somebody, who are you declaring to? Who are you declaring the word of God to? Some of you, you will never see anything face-based on your stories because you feel it reduces your credibility. Some of you will never share the word of God in your office. You said, no. <laughs> There's this quote I, I talked about that's ascribed to St. Francis of Assisi. It says, preach by all means necessary, if possible, if necessary, use words. It's not true. He didn't say it. That's number one. And then number two, that quote is a lie. Preach with your words. And every other means necessary. You live to declare the counsel of God. Somebody asked me, can they preach in a bus? Yes. Preach in a bus. Preach in a car. When you give people lift, it cannot be free. They must hear the gospel. When you invite people to tea, they, they have to, there has to be some preaching. Preach. Lead people to Christ. I'm believing for a harvest of souls. You cannot believe for a harvest of souls and not declare. And many of you, you have amazing testimonies. All you have to be is be a witness of the testimony of what God has done for you. That witness position is the most powerful. Nobody can take a testimony from you. What God has done in your life, you own it. You are a living testimony. You are a living testimony. The reason why you don't die is because you are testifying of God's goodness. Because if God didn't want you to testify, the day you gave your life to Christ, ah, you're good for heaven, now come and go to heaven. You know why he left you? Say living testimony. You are here to testify of the goodness of God. Amen. Two more. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. But with your eyes shall see, but your eyes shall see your teachers. There are four key words here. Number one, if the Lord gives you the bread of adversity or the water of affliction, these things will drive you to a vision where you're going to see your teachers. There are people God has put in your life to teach you, to raise you, to help you. Don't mock your teachers. Don't look down on them. Honor them. Value them. Receive them. Open yourself up. Drink more. Like we have messages on YouTube. Life-changing messages. But will you listen? Will you go for a replay? It's ecclesiahills.org slash live. You will see all the messages. Honestly, 
Let your eyes open to treasure the word of God. And there is protection. Final one. Position. Let's read this together. One, two, go. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This picture in the background is the picture of a satellite. Satellites go between 60 kilometers to 2,000 kilometers out of Earth's stratosphere. This is low orbit flying satellites. The higher orbit ones go as far as 65,000 kilometers out of Earth's stratosphere. So between the Earth and the moon, this satellite is there. There's a place actually called the International Space Station where satellites and astronauts go to dock and take turns to control most of the constellations of satellites around the world. All your TV comes from these satellites. Before the year 2000, when the GSM licenses were offered in Nigeria, all internet in Nigeria was backhauled from England, from the US, and from around Europe. Yeah, and this is what they use. This, these flat things that are lying there are called payload. This, this, this thing you see is like white sheets, like mirrors. It's pointing back at the earth. So people shoot a signal from the earth, it hits this mirrors, it's called transponder, and it deflects it and comes back to the Earth. 65,000 kilometers out of Earth's stratosphere, a signal deflects back to Earth. Do you know in there is clean? The airwaves are clean. No signal jams. It's high. It's so high. Whether there is issue on Earth doesn't affect it. Whether there is rain on Earth, this above the cloud, above the cloud, say above the cloud. Satellites are unaffected by the weather conditions of Earth. It's called, there's actually a place called the geostationary place where the speed of the Earth turning on its axis and the antenna hit each other. That geostationary point is the place where you put the satellite and it sinks to Earth, it locks to the Earth. So, Whenever the earth turns, the satellite is turning at the same speed as the earth. As a result, you can throw a signal at it and it will bend it back to the earth in a geostationary point. It's incredible technology out of the earth's problems. The earth's problems are not satellite problems out of this world. That's what it is. And God begins to say, you two, you're seated together with Christ. Where? In heavenly places where the high winds blow, where you're free from the problems of earth. You want to be protected from the earth. Remember when I speak a message called the third heavens, live in the third heavens. In that third heaven position, God keeps you sit together with Christ. The problems of earth are beneath you. You don't worry what's happening on earth. People will look at you and think you're foolish but you are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. I want you to preach to someone as we round up this morning. 
Good morning, my brother. Good morning, my sister. This is the time I want to preach to you. You know, we preach to each other in this church. So preach to someone. Preach to someone. Preach, preach. Say to them, where are you seated? Where are you seated? Say, come up to the heavenly places. Rise up into the heavenly places. Sit together with Christ. Far above all principalities. Far above all powers. Touch them and say, let nothing push you down. Say, be confident in this grace that God has provided for you. Say, let nothing push you down. It says, by grace you have been saved. You've been raised up. He has made you to sit together with Christ in the heavenly places far above all principality, far above all powers. Here you have life. He makes you alive. He defends you. He protects you. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. You are not protected just because you are on earth or because you are God's children. You all those who say we are all God's children. Of course God allows his son to shine on the good and the evil. But we read in Malachi, God says, I will protect you as a man protects his son who serves him and then I will make a difference between those who serve me and those who do not if you are looking for God's protection only in earthly things you will be shocked that that is not the protection God is trying to give you God is trying to give you heavenly protection and that is the one that keeps you above the problems of the earth rise up brothers and sisters rise up into heaven Rise up into the courts of the living God. Rise up this morning into grace. Rise up into life. Rise up from the dead. Rise up from your trespass and your sins. Rise up. Because He's making you alive. And He's seated you together in the heavenly places. He's seated you together in the heavenly places. I know some of you will begin to make your journey into protection this morning. Protection is not anything else apart from the presence of God. Protection is not what we think it is. Because we think protection is armies. Men of God are renting soldiers to protect them. Just like presidents are renting soldiers, men of God are also renting soldiers to protect them. People are seeking protection on earth by guns. Guns don't protect. Guns don't protect. So, you buy bulletproof car. You live in bulletproof house. Won't you come out? Do you guys understand? You cannot buy protection. You cannot buy protection. Protection. Can I ask you a question? Why do you even want to be alive?
what is what good is your life on earth for what purpose do you live so that you can get fat and die why do you want to bring children to the world do you know without god everything loses its essence don't just live for the high of sex any sex you're going to have people have had more than you don't just live for the high of money whatever money you're going to have while Elon Musk was boasting about him being the richest man somebody overtook him recently for a while it was Bill Gates we don't hear about Bill Gates anymore now we found out that he wasn't totally clean so he doesn't have that nobility anymore when we see him and big farmer frolicking and how they brought a pandemic upon the earth we don't see him in that light anymore as a redeemer of africa the man who wants to end hiv aids and malaria we don't see that anymore all of a sudden he doesn't look so pure anymore his ways are not pure according to street lingo whatever money you're going to have people have had it before see solomon said vanity of vanity everything is vanity it's like i'm the richest guy nobody has ever been as rich as solomon he said let me save you the trip when you arrive there i've reached there there's nothing there vexation of spirit and if you want to try chicks solomon had 750 wives i cannot believe and 250 concubines one woman we are still shaking <laughs> one oh see the trembling just look one look at you like this you arrange yourself Solomon was a strong man man <laughs> 750 which means if you want lekba if you want a robot if you want white if you want black if you want from the east you want oriental you want music like wow how many wives are you going to marry? How many chicks? You're a runs boy. How many? Can you, can you match Solomon's record? <laughs> Whatever you want to look for, people have gone there and there's nothing there. Guess the only thing that counts. Live for a reason. Live to make a difference in the world live to touch someone live to give a smile live to break the bounds of oppression Live to bring people who are out of prison out live for more than yourself live bigger live in God live under his shadow and protection will be yours sit in heavenly places and you'll see the power of divine life I know it's end of year. People are panicking, panicking. 2023, 2023 will come and go and nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. As you are crying, people are investing. As you are running away, people are taking over your role. For you come back to the same company, no more space. The company will feel like they are dying because people have jackpot. Those companies are filling up the space. They are new people. They are like, wow, these new people are so good. 
We're not missing you. Before you come, they say, fill up. Fill up. There's no gap. No gap. Don't assume that the country will die because you, because you run away. No. We are marching. It's a march. It's a long march. It's a marathon. It's not a hundred meters. Building a nation is a marathon. Those who are aware now are investing. In this downtime is the time to invest. In this downtime is the time to buy. It's the time to build businesses. It's the time to plant. Stay in God and he will keep you in the worst places of the earth. <laughs> People feel like a danger is a particular zone. If God asked me to go to Iraq, I will live in Iraq joyfully. And who, who knows, Iraq is even safer than northern Nigeria right now. If God asked me to go to Syria, I will pack my bags and go wherever God wants me to go. So my final slide is here. Safety is not the absence of danger. Next slide. But the presence of the Lord. Shout it out. Safety is not the absence of danger, but the presence of the Lord. Was Paul in prison? Will the Lord showing up in the prison with you is the best place for you to be? Safety is not the place where everything comes to you. Safety is not the place where men recommend for you to be. Safety is not the place where food and aromas and fragrances fill your world. Safety is the presence of the Lord. Those who live in the secret place of the Most High, those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Safety is the presence of the Lord. I declare that some people will make their way under the cover of the presence of God. I declare this morning that some people will hide away from the things that corrupt and move into the things that reflect the glory of God. I declare this morning that this church will arise in the strength of God, in the grace of God, and be safe in the presence of God. I declare that we are a people who uphold righteousness and holiness perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And because we are holy, we are safe. Holiness preserves us in the courts of the living God. We walk in righteousness. We walk in integrity. Yes, integrity is our watchword. We will not compromise. We will not touch that which does not belong to us. We will not steal from men, from our bosses and our employees. We will walk in righteousness. And when the prince of this world comes, he will find nothing in us. The devil has no claim on you. Say it out loud. You devil, you have no claim on me. Right now, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I live by the righteousness of God. You have no claim on me. I'm alive in the spirit. I'm alive in God. You have no claim on me. Yes, I declare. Yes, that I'm holy. Let's pray this this morning. Say, I'm holy. Shall I build a prayer life? Shall I live in the shadow of the Almighty? I give testimonies of the goodness of God. I sit in heavenly places. Say it out. I sit in heavenly places. 
You want protection? This is how. Live holy. Pray your heart out. Give a life of testimony. Sit together in heavenly places, Christ. This is how protection works. Godly protection is not magic. Godly protection is this. And a man who walks with God, a man who sets his heart to pray, a woman who cries out for God, a man who lives a life of testifying of the goodness, the one who makes their life a living testimony, the one who sits in heavenly places with Christ, will always be covered. We are covered by God, defended by Him, protected by Him, kept in the power of the Most High. In righteousness will you be kept. In holiness will He sustain you. There will be nothing in your hands. When the prince of this world comes, your hands will be clean. It's not the absence of danger, but the presence of the Lord. You will experience the presence of God. Year end, year beginning, season, out of season. You will encounter the keeping of God because you dwell with God. Because you abide in His mighty shadow. The hand of the Lord will cover you. Receive strength, receive protection, receive cover, receive defense in the name of Jesus Christ. None of you shall be weak. None of you shall be beggarly. None of you shall be sick in your body, in your mind, in your soul. Receive strength. Receive the quickening of the Spirit of God. Death will no more be at work in you. I arrest death today in the name of the Lord. I release a command to protect you. You will dwell in the secret place. You will not fall out by the wayside. Your faith will rise on this day in the name of Jesus Christ. You will not tell stories about why you cannot walk with God. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord will be upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 